Hi, my name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome to my podcast, Miss Z's Storytelling. Today, I am going to be reading Chapter 2 of Unladylike, written by L.D. Curtis. From Chapter 1, we gathered that she was put into an abusive situation where her mother had started having her prostitute herself at the age of nine and she was making money. So she's telling a story about one dude that she's having to deal with. Um, she talked back to her mother and now she's finding herself out on the streets where she meet this stranger who is telling her that he can help her end her hell. So sit back and relax if you're listening Um, to this podcast and you have children around please get your children out the room because this is rated r also the author of this book ld curtis i follow her on tiktok this is how i found her book if you are interested in reading any of her material i will have her links in her um in the bio when you're done reading this and you can go and you can purchase her books through amazon Now, I present to you Unladylike, written by L.D. Curtis, narrated by Queen Zoya Counts. Unladylike, Chapter 2. If I told you. If I told you the truth, would you look at me the same? Would you hold my hands knowing that they are stained with the blood of past lovers whose graves are unnamed? If I told you the truth, would you still kiss my lips, knowing here is from where the venom drips? Countless encounters just to feel alive. I relieve those memories just to hide. If I told you the truth, would you ever touch me again? If I told you the truth, if I told you, if I... Fifteen years later, friend and foe. A soft knock on my bedroom door made me jump and stirred me from a deep sleep. Good morning, Ponda. Welcome home. Wilfred the butler, a calm and somber gentleman with salt and pepper hair, entered my room. His eyes were slanted and cat-like. Mr. Stylus would like to inform you his childhood friend, a Mr. Conroy McCoy, will be staying with us for the week until his wedding, along with his bridal party. I removed the sleeping mask and set up. Whose wedding? Mr. Jacob McCoy's. Wilfred walked over to the windows, drew the blinds, and then opened the French doors to the balcony. Light flooded the room. I shielded my eyes from the onslaught of sunshine. I thought you meant Stylus was getting married. A little more at ease now. <sighs> a yawn escaped, followed by a smirk. Wilfred paused and looked at me. (laughs) Oh, how I've missed that sense of humor. A smile stretched across his face. The manor hasn't been the same without you. No, it hasn't. Stylus leaned on the door frame. He'd come to welcome me home with Wilfred. His hair was cut in a low fade and his pajamas lay open slightly at his chest. I took in the caramel 6-3 image in front of me. Even now, after all these years... He was a sight to marvel at. I'd given Wilfred here strict orders to tranquilize you if you ever decide to go on a two-year vacation again. Stylus strolled in and sat at the edge of the bed. Is that so? 
I directed my question and attention in Wilfred's direction. I've been practicing my aim daily, madame. Winfred's somber face didn't so much as crack a line. So what are your plans for today, monster? Stylus called me by the pet name he gave me when we were younger. Covers tossed back, my toes dangled over the side of the mattress. I was going to... The doorbell rang, singing chimes reverberating throughout the house. It seems your guests have arrived, Wilfred left to welcome them. Childhood friend? I rose, the stretched. I didn't know Satan had friends. Your haircut makes you look like a poodle. Style will close several of the buttons on his top. I'm the prettiest poodle you've ever seen. I threw a pillow at him, hitting him in the face. Come on, Stylus claimed my hand. Let's go meet the guest. He tossed the pillow back onto the bed. The fabric of my lavender-stained nightgown fluttered and swayed at my feet. In this, he pulled me to the doorway. Sure, why not? The smell of spices and earth drifted after him. Lost in his presence, it seemed him and I were the only two people in the house, the world. Stylus had all consuming energy about him, which made it easy to lose oneself in him, something I did without reservation. There's the man of the hour. Stylus released my hand, an action my body did not like. He descended the remaining stairs to greet his friend. Stylus, my man. Conroy removed his sunglasses. This Conroy guy was a man of stocky proportions and gray stylus. His hair was slicked back into a copper mold of dreadlocks. I froze at the sight of him. The name Wilfred said sounded familiar, but I paid it no mind. My body threatened to run. I grabbed the staircase. My lungs fought to breathe. My mind began to race. Although younger, Conroy was the spitting image of the man from Mama's house. The man whose arms ripped me from my childhood. The man that... Conroy stepped inside. This is my soon-to-be wife, Sylvia Hathrone, as in Hathrone Enterprises. Conroy pushed forward a dainty woman dressed in yellow. Classy as ever, Conroy. Stylus extended his hand to the lady. I'm Stylus. Maxwell, I know. Sylvia's voice was warm with excitement. She awkwardly hugged Stylus. Her eyes locked on me and she quickly ended the embrace. A hint of flush covered her face. Stylus turned to face me. This is Ponder. He extended his hands towards me. My dearest, my only, my... Shut up, Stylus. I took the last few steps to greet Conroy and Sylvia. Wilford, along with several servants, tended to their luggage. Come, we've got lots to talk about. Stylus ushered the guest farther into the manor with a hint of youthful excitement. Now, remember, if you listen to the first chapter, that name, Macquoid, remember she was telling the story of her abuse at nine years old. So now when she sees his son, these memories come flooding back to her. But by her being with Stylus, who is the name of the stranger that told her that he was going to change her life, she has to put that to, to the side and she has to be the perfect, beautiful mate 
of the host. If you want to hear more, come back and listen next week for chapter three of Unladylike.